Hello and welcome to Fresh Dialogues. I'm Alison Van Diggelen. If you're stuck at home and thinking, what can I do to help my community? I hope today's podcast will help inspire you. Last week, the BBC World Service invited me to join the show Business Matters and share news from Silicon Valley. Even though the Valley is one of America's COVID-19 hotspots, I was determined to report something positive. For inspiration, I thought of Mr. Rogers, America's beloved TV personality and puppeteer. He famously said, When I was a boy and I would see scary things in the news, my mother would say to me, Look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. During this unsettling time when it's easy to get scared and give in to despair, I scoured the news for uplifting stories about people who are helping with something tangible. A tweet from California Governor Gavin Newsom caught my eye. He praised the rapid response of a Silicon Valley company that's stepping up to meet the urgent need for ventilators to keep COVID-19 patients alive. I got in touch with Bloom Energy and interviewed its chief operating officer the same afternoon. I wanted to know, was this the brainchild of one person or a team effort? You'll find out shortly. Here are highlights of my conversation with the BBC's Jamie Robertson and Enda Curran, Chief Asia Economics Correspondent at Bloomberg in Hong Kong. We began by discussing the record 10 million people in the United States who've become unemployed almost overnight. Alison, you, you must know people who are being made unemployed at the moment. Are they just lying down and taking it, or are they getting out and doing something else? Are the opportunities there? Yes, in California, uh, Governor Newsom has actually set up a job matching site. The state partnered with some private companies, and so you can go online and find jobs that will fit your skills. Other people are doing online teacher training to become a yoga teacher, coding classes, that kind of thing. I also did an interview today and heard about an engineer called Joe Tavi. He hasn't lost his job, but he's found a new job. He was on the production line for fuel cell making, and he's now on the team on what they call the Tiger Team at Bloom Energy to actually refurbish ventilators for the cause. So I think people are really mm. seeing opportunities within this devastation. We're going to be hearing from him actually later on in the yes. last, last piece of this so. program. He's got a fascinating report. Over in Silicon Valley, the person uh, Alison was uh, talking about, a fuel cell company called Bloom Energy. It stepped up to refurbish non-functioning ventilators for hospitals in record speed, repurposing their warehouses. Here's the company's chief operating officer, Susan Brennan. Valves, pumps, airflow, batteries. If you look at just the pieces, there is so much commonality between a ventilator and a fuel cell. Now, completely different function and, and process, but at, at its base level, very common inputs. I spoke to the head of the California Health and Human Services on 317, which was St. Patrick's Day. From there, that's when I built the Tiger team, and the Tiger team was four of us from Bloom and two people from the state said, you know, this is a mission. Either you're in or you're not in, but if you're in, we're going to solve this thing. My engineer, whose name's Joe Tabby. Yeah, he downloaded the manual, taught himself overnight, developed processes the next day, which was Thursday. Friday, we convinced the state that we were capable to do this. Everybody's asking what they can do right now. Where is that niche that you have that you can go fill? And this is something that we can do very quickly. So as an example, 150 ventilators came to us. 
they had been sent to a hospital and when they went to plug them in, they didn't work. These are brand new ventilators. So in the time it took to send them to us, charge the batteries, calibrate and get them back, that was 24 hours that someone in the state didn't have to do that and someone in the hospital didn't have to do that. But we got them and it, it was actually less than 24 hours back to the hospital so that they could be used for patients. Alison, it's interesting, isn't it? Earlier I was suggesting about the shortfall or the shortcomings of the private sector and its ability to meet crises. But here, of course, we've got examples of how the private sector really steps up to the plate and really gets things done in a way that government just simply couldn't. Yes, and the beauty of this story is Bloom is actually partnering with Stanford University Hospital to create what they're calling a ventilator 2.0. And if their project is successful, these new ventilators will serve two patients simultaneously. So that would double the capacity, which, as you know, ventilators are in such short supply throughout the world. So it's an exciting project, again, the Silicon Valley innovative spirit. Bloom said they're not aiming to make a profit, they just want to break even on this project. Right, but we're all slightly reinventing ourselves, aren't we? And sometimes for better, maybe for the worse as well. And I just wonder how much of this is going to be permanent. This is a question that comes up again and again about how much of the kind of changes we're seeing now, the self-isolation, the sort of relationships with families, relationship with work, how much of this is going to be permanent? How much is really going to stick around at all? Are we all going to go back to what we were I think it's going to be a function of how long this lasts. And it seems that they keep pushing out the stay-at-home, the lockdown measures. And I think... If it lasts months and months, it could have a lasting effect. No one is ever going to forget this. doesn't matter what age you are. I think the younger you are, the bigger the impact, obviously. I don't think we'll ever take normality for, for granted okay. again. OK, unless, of course, and here's the voice of doom, this is the first of many. Um, but I'm going to turn... <laughs> sure, <help us. laughs> and I'm going to turn to you for a last thought on this. I think there will be a legacy for sure. I think, um, like Alison said, it depends how long it lasts. But one area I can see definitely changing is working from home. I think for a lot of people, it hasn't been smooth or seamless, but I think a lot of people have adjusted and like the idea now of, of being able to mix it up a bit. And obviously it doesn't apply to everyone, but if you're broadly speaking in the services sector and you can work from home on a laptop on your dining room table, I think a lot of people will look for that option going forward. Thank you for joining us on Fresh Dialogues and I hope you'll join us again when this pandemic is over and life can return to a more enlightened normalcy.